Well, praise the Lord, everyone. It's so good to be in the house of the Lord again this morning. Amen. Our God is great, and he's greatly to be praised. Amen. The Psalms just tell us, amen, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life, and whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even my enemies and my foes, come upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumble and they fell. Though a host should encamp against me, and my heart shall not fear. The war shall rise against me, and this I will be confident. One thing have I desired of the Lord, and that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble he shall hide me in his pavilion, and the secret of his tabernacle he shall hide me. He shall set me up upon a rock. And now shall my head be lifted above mine enemies round about me. Therefore, when I open his tabernacle, sacrifices of joy, I will sing, yea, I will sing praises unto the Lord. Hear, O Lord, when I cry with my voice, have mercy also upon me, and answer me. When thou said, Seek ye my face, my heart said unto thee, Thy face, Lord, will I seek. Hide not thy face from the me. Put not thy servant away in anger. Thou hast been my help. Leave me not. Neither forsake me, O God of my salvation. When my father and my mother forsake me, then the Lord will take me up. Teach me thy way, O Lord, and lead me in a plain path because of mine enemies. Deliver me not over unto the will of mine enemies, for false witnesses are risen up against me, and such as breathe out cruelty. I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord and the land of the living. Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he will strengthen your heart. Wait. I say on the Lord. Amen. So we need to get in the habit of waiting on God because the Bible says that they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Teach me, Lord, how to wait. What does it mean to wait? Well, the word wait is the root word for waiter and waitresses. If you never notice, a waiter and a waitress is waiting on the people. Amen. And so we are to wait upon the Lord. They are servants. Amen. And we are the servants of the Lord. So while we are serving, amen, God, amen, we're doing his will and we are waiting on him to come through for us this morning. So I want to pray this morning while you're waiting on God, amen, that you will feel his spirit, that you will feel his power, that you will feel his anointing, that you will feel his calm assurance, that you will feel his love, amen, that you will feel his faith, amen, and his compassion for you like none other this morning. Father, I thank you, oh God, as you reach down, with every hand that is lifted this morning, every troubled mind, every heart, oh God, I know that you're able, Lord, to touch and to meet every need of your people this morning, God. I'm asking you, Lord Jesus, to minister 
and every need in every home. Oh, God, wherever there's that need, I know, God, you're able to meet that need, to restore, God. You went to Calvary for us, oh, God. You gave your life, oh, God, on Calvary for us, oh, Lord. And we come to praise you again this morning. We come to thank you again this morning, Jesus. You are Lord and Lord of all. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Sing this song with me today. On Calvary's hill of sorrow. Oh, yes. Where sin's demands were paid. And rays of hope for tomorrow. Across our path we're laid. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, I see a crimson stream of blood. It flows from Calvary, from Calvary, and its waste. Which reached the throne of God. Our sleeping over a Today, no condemnation abides to turn away. So from his salvation, he's in my heart to stay. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, I see a crimson stream of blood. It flows from and its waves which reach the throne of God are sleeping over me when gloom and sadness whispers are you sin? No use to pray. I look away to Jesus, and He tells me to say, Oh, yes, I see. A crimson stream of blood. It flows from Calvary. And its waves which reach the throne of God. Are sleeping over me. 
when we reached our portals, where light forever reigns, the ransom host grand final will be this glad refrain. Oh, yes, I see a crimson stream of blood. It flows from Calvary, and its ways which reach the throne of God. Are sweeping over me. Oh, yes, I see a crimson stream of blood. It flows from Calvary and its waves. Which reach the throne of God are sweeping over me. Hallelujah, Jesus. God, I thank you for that crimson stream of blood this morning. God, I thank you for Calvary, oh God, this morning, Jesus. Hallelujah. I thank you, Lord. Praise God. Amen. Brother G.T. Haywood, who wrote that song, amen. I love that third verse. It says, when gloom and sadness whispers, you've sinned, there's no need to pray. He says, I look away to Jesus, and he tells me to say, I see a crimson stream of blood. Because without the shedding of blood, friend, there is no remission of sins. But our sins has been remitted and the blood of Jesus Christ. And we can have our sins remitted. Minute and the waters of baptism in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the remission of our sins. Praise God. Hallelujah. What a mighty God we serve. He's worthy of all glory. He's worthy of all honor, and we are baptized, we're saved, because we're going to a place. We're looking for that city where there be no foundation, for the foundation is made of God. We're looking for that holy place. We're looking for that temple where dwelleth righteousness this morning. Hallelujah. Heaven's jubilee. Aren't you glad we're looking? Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Oh, what's singing on that city? Some glad morning we shall see Jesus in the air. He's coming after you and me. Joy is ours to share. What rejoicing that will be when the saints arise. Heading for that jubilee yonder in the sky. And oh, what singing, oh, what shouting, 
on that happy morning when we all shall rise. Oh, what Hallelujah, when we meet our blessed Savior in the sky. Sing now that I almost see all the sacred. They're rising for that jubilee that is just ahead. In the twinkling of an eye, change with to be. All the living saints who cry to that jubilee. And oh, what's Oh, what shouting on that happy morning when we all shall rise. Oh, what Hallelujah. When we meet our blessed Savior in the sky. All that heavenly host, we began to sing. We're singing in the Holy Ghost, how the heavens will ring. Millions there will join the song, with them we shall be. Praising Christ through ages, all heavens to believe. And oh, what's Oh, what's shouting? On that happy morning when we all shall rise, oh, what glory, hallelujah, when we meet our blessed Savior in the sky, and oh, what singing, oh, what shouting, on that happy morning when we all shall rise, oh, what Hallelujah, when we meet our blessed Savior in the sky. Some glad morning we shall see Jesus in the air. He's coming after you and me, joy is ours to share. What rejoicing there will be when the sun shall rise. Heading for that jubilee yonder in the sky. And oh, what singing, oh, what shouting on that happy morning when we all shall rise. Oh, what glory. Hallelujah. When we meet our blessed Savior in the sky. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, we look for that city. Hallelujah, we look for that place of the soon coming of the Lord. Praise God. Oh, what singing. Oh, what shouting on that happy morning when we all shall rise. Oh, what glory. Hallelujah. When we meet our blessed Savior yonder in the sky. Praise God. We greet you again this morning in the name that's above every name, that precious name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. If you have your Bibles this morning, praise God. I'm going to Romans chapter 1, Romans chapter 1, verse 16 through verse 23. We thank you again this morning for 
joining with us online. Amen. In your homes. Amen. Let me encourage you to lose not faith, lose not hope, but stay strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. He that will come will come, the Bible says, and will not tarry. Now, the just has got to live by faith. If any man draw back, we shall have no part in them. But we're not of them that draw back to perdition. We're of them that believe to the saving of the soul, man. We're going to a better place. Amen. Praise God. We're just getting some good rest. There's a battle ahead. Amen. And good soldiers has to be rested up for the battle. Amen. There's a lot of work that's going to have to be done. The harvest is getting ready to be reaped, and you need to be rested up. Amen. For the journey. As the angel told Elijah, he needs to get up and eat because he had a 40-day journey ahead of him. So I want you to eat. Get up and eat. Amen. The Word of God. Get your morning manna. Praise God. Hallelujah. Every day, eat your morning manna. You should have got two days' worth yesterday. So you should be good to go. Amen. Today. Hallelujah. Romans chapter 1, verse 16. Paul, writing to the church at Rome, says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men, who hold the truth in unrighteousness, because that which what may be known of God is manifested in them. For God have showed it unto them. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Because that when they knew God, They glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools and changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like to corruptible man and to birds and four-footed beasts and Creeping things. Amen. And I want to minister to you from this thought today, the power of focus. The power of focus. Father, we praise you again today. God, we know that there's nothing impossible for you to do. You have given us so many precious promises and you have given us directions and you have given us instructions from your word, O oh God, that when circumstances and situations as such in our world has today is performing and being performed and being done, that we have a calm assurance of your word that you will never leave us and 
that you will never forsake us. You have told us to lean not to our own understanding and all our ways to acknowledge you and you would direct our paths. But Father, in these last days, I'm afraid that many has lost focus of your word. They have lost focus of what you have instructed us to do. And so under your anointing and under your power, God, I'm asking that you will give me the wisdom and the knowledge and the understanding to bring our focus back into align with your word and your truth and your who you are, God, that we can live according to that word and truth and be lifted up uh, above the shadows and be lifted up uh, that we will know that we're on the solid rock, that we're walking in truth and walking in righteousness and walking in pure holiness the way that you have designed for us to walk. And we will give you glory and honor and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. The power of focus. Your ability to stay focused will determine your ability in your life, in your ministry, in your career, or in anything else that you set out to do. The problem with most folks today is they are not focused. People who are constantly stressed or depressed or suicidal or tired or cannot seem to hold a job is because they are out of focus. Jesus has already told us that without him we can do nothing. And the last time I checked, nothing is nothing and nothing means nothing. Amen. Stay with me this morning. But what I find in the epistles or the letters to the church is messages to stay focused. With uh, so many distractions uh, that are coming at us today, there's so many distractions, uh, amen, that are trying to pervert our ways and cause us to not be able to see what God is doing. Amen. They these distractions are, they're trying to prevent us. Uh, we have false teachers. We have Satan. We have deceivers. Uh, amen. And when people are losing their focus and the ways that they should be set in. Amen. We should be set in our face uh, and our minds uh, towards heaven every morning uh, and every day. But because there are so many distractions uh, and there's so many things uh, that seems to be coming against us uh, that we're losing focus uh, of what God is trying to do uh, and what God is trying to show us. Uh, because so many was already out of focus uh, the pandemic that we're in now has made them even more out of focus. But God wants us, and I've come to tell you today that God wants us to get back into focus. He wants us to set our affections on things above and not on things of this earth. For we're dead, and our life is hid with God and Jesus Christ. We've got to stay focused. On where we are going. This world is not my home. We are just passing through. My treasures are laid up 
somewhere beyond the blue. The angels are beckoning me from heaven's open door, and I can't feel at home in this world anymore. Distractions out of focus. Amen. People are having accidents when they're driving because they're not focused. When you went to driver's school, they told you to keep your hands ten and nine. I meant five, two and ten. Two and ten. And keep your eyes on the road. But what do we find today? People are texting and driving. They're looking out. They got all kinds of things now in your automobile. All kinds of gadgets. Uh, that they, And don't get me wrong. These gadgets are good and to help you, amen, to find where you're trying to go. But they can be a distraction and cause you to have an accident. Amen. And people are losing focus. How many times you, like me, have missed your turn of where you were supposed to turn or take the exit that you were supposed to take and you missed it because you wasn't focused where you were going? Something got your attention. Amen. People are playing and texting with their phones and they forget what time it is. They lose focus. All of a sudden they've been on their phone and texting and their phone all day and then all of a sudden they realize what time it is and they go, oh no, my kids will be home from school in a minute uh, and I don't even have dinner made. Or my husband or wife will be home in a minute. Oh my, I don't have the house clean. I don't have dinner made because they have lost focus. Uh, kids in school and kids in college don't turn in their assignments on time because they've lost focus of what they're supposed to do. And people can sit in the pews every Sunday, week after week, uh, and hear nothing that is being preached because they are out of focus. Uh, amen. We must stay focused. Uh, you see, focus is when the point of rays of light uh, and heat uh, and sound waves come together. We know that when something is in focus, it is clear, it is distinct, and is easy to be recognizable. If you remember a while back, uh, we used to have Amen. The old 35 millimeter cameras. Uh, and you would adjust the lens ring to try to bring it in focus uh, because you knew that if you took a picture and it was not in focus, uh, once you got your picture back, you weren't going to be able to figure out who was in the picture, who was there, because they it was all out of focus. Uh, and so, therefore, a good photographer would always try to make sure that you was in focus. And there would be times, if you remember, amen, if it was too dark, then the photographer would say, we need to move. Uh, we need to get into a different place so that we can get more light because we can't get it focused correctly. And then when it seems that they get you in the right light, uh, they can get it adjusted 
and they're satisfied because the picture is going to be perfect and come out good. And dialogue with God, when we're out of focus, sometimes we just got to get back into the light. We just need to get closer back to the light. We're starting to walk in darkness when we get out of the light, when we're not focused and we can't see. We've got to get into the light. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 13, Now we see through a glass darkly, but then face to face. For I know in part, and I prophesy in part. But when that which is perfect is come, then that which is part shall be done away with. Now about faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. We got to stay focused. Jesus says in Matthew 6, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and everything else you have need of will be added to you. Praise God. We got to stay in focus. Praise God. When we're in focus, amen, we can see things clearly. They're sharp. They're distinct. Amen. They're not blared. Amen. We need to stay focused on what God is calling us to do. So Jesus says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and everything else you will have need of will be added unto you. You got to get your mind on where you're going. Jesus says, don't lay up treasures on earth where rust and moth corrupt and where thieves break in and steal but lay up for your treasures in heaven because where your treasures are that you're with your heart be also see we've got to stay focused this is why Isaiah says in Isaiah 26 3 and 4 he'll keep you in perfect peace whose mind is stayed upon him because you trust in him trust in the Lord forever for the Lord Jehovah is an everlasting strength. Uh, You've got to stay focused. There's too many distractions going on. Praise God. You're wondering what is going on and you wonder why you're feeling discouraged. You feel wondering why, amen, that nothing, you don't seem to have joy and hope. Stop. You're out of focus. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus Christ is as close as the mention of his name. Jesus Christ promises, or yea, and amen. Jesus Christ's word tells you to look. It's in there. Right. And the word of God. Amen. Everything you have need of, come on to me, all ye that are weary and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and I am lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your soul, for my yoke is easy and my burdens are light. His word will not return void. If you're feeling discouraged, if you're feeling low down, if you're feeling like you have lost your self-esteem. I come to tell you this morning, there's a strike for it. I come to tell you this morning, you're out of focus. 
Praise God. You've lost focus. You've let the pandemic, the media, get you out of focus. Get your mind stayed on him. And he will keep you in perfect peace. Hallelujah. I can see clearly. I know where and whom I have believed. I know where I'm headed. I'm not going to stumble in this pandemic. I'm not going to be downtrodden. I'm not going to be without hope. Amen. I know and whom I have believed. And I know a guy that wrote a book that says, If God be for us, who can be against us? If God spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not by him, give us all things. Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifieth. Who is this that condemn? It is Christ that died, but yea, rather, is risen and is even at the right hand, making intercession for us. Who shall separate me from the love of God? Shall tribulations or distress of famine, of perils, of nakedness, of sword, as it is written, for thy sake I am killed of the day long. We are counted as sheep unto the slaughter. Nay, and all these things we are more than conquerors through him that love us. For I am persuaded that neither life, nor death, nor angels, nor principalities, nor Powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depths, nor any other creature shall be able to get me out of focus of Jesus Christ. My mind is made up. My foot is on the rock. When the devil comes a knocking, try to show you an easier way. You stand flat on your feet. You throw your head in the air. You look him straight in the eye. You says my mind is made up and I'm on the rock. Praise God. We're out of focus. There's too much waste in the kingdom of God. There's wasted money. There's wasted time. There's wasted talents. There's wasted ministries because people are out of focus. They are not In focus with the kingdom of God. Is it intentional? Probably not. It's probably not intentional. But the problem is people aren't in focus. People leave church and backslide because they're not in focus. They say things like church is born. Guess what, Flash? You're the church. (laughs) You're the church. So if it's bored, guess who's bored? It's because you're not in focus. Praise God. You've got to get in focus. Because there's power when you're in focus. People are in debt today because they got out of focus. 
They let the world, they let the things uh, trying to keep up with the Joneses, try to let all the fashions and the fads uh, and the things come into their lives when they was warned by God that these things would come, but yet they lost focus. They let so many things come into their life. Now they're in debt over their head and they can't see clearly. Marriages are failing because people are not in focus. How could it be? You could see her plainly. You could see her, her beauty when you was courting. You could see his beauty when you was courting. Amen. But now all of a sudden you can't see it. The love that you had before is only one thing. You are out of focus. That's the problem. If she was pretty when you was dating, she should still be pretty now. <laughs> if he was pretty then, you should still be able to see him now being pretty. It's just that you're out of, out of focus. Praise God. You've got to get back the words to be. Amen. People are losing jobs. People are losing lives because they're not in focus. There's power in focus. Amen. Focus light has tremendous power. Amen. You you think about get out in the sun. You don't think it's, it's got power? How many, you know, I remember in Vietnam, man, you know, I thought I had laid down in a bunch of ants. You know, because they have in Vietnam, they have these fire ants, they call them. And I thought because I was laying down asleep that a bunch of them had got on my back. Man, it felt like something was just eating me to pieces. And I was running around beating my back, you know, and trying to get it off what I thought it was off of me and stuff. And I was hauling and making a fool out of myself. And people were laughing at me, you know. What's wrong with you, Parker? I said, man, get these ants off of me. Get these ants off of me. You know, the medic came over. He took a look. He said, there's no ants on you. You've been sunburned. I didn't think black people could get burned sunburned. <laughs> but, but, hey, but I had been sunburned, and as a result of that, amen, it was painful because the focus light of the rays of sun was constantly Pounding upon me. I can remember another story. Amen. When we were kids, uh, we used to buy Cracker Jacks. Uh, and inside of the Cracker Jack box, that sometimes you'd get a little bitty magnifying glass. Uh, and, and that little magnifying glass, man, I'm, I'm telling you, one time I had it and the sun hit it just right and, and it shining some light, some beautiful colors up on the wall. Man, I thought, that's neat, man, that's neat. Maybe it can do it on my hand. And I held that light up to my hand and that magnifying glass and that sun hit that magnifying glass. And the next thing I know, my hand was smoking, man. I mean, that that light uh, began to burn me because it was solid. It was firm. It's amazing. If you keep focused light, amen, it can start a major fire if it hit the right things the right way. With a laser, a light, Sagan focus can cut through steel. That's how it is. And I come to tell you, in order for you to stay focused, 
You've got to stay in the light. Walk in the light as he's in the light. And we'll have fellowship one with another. You've got to stay in the light to stay focused. Jesus says, you are the light of the world. But if the light have lost its savor, amen, you've got to make sure the salt and the light, you've got to be the light. You don't hide a light under the busher, Jesus says. You set it on a candlestick so that it give light to everyone in the house. Your abilities to light up the room is your abilities to stay focused in the light. Praise God. Your abilities to focus will determine your effectiveness. If you're going to be effective in your life, if you're going to be effective in your ministry, if you're going to be effective in your calling, then you've got to stay focused. Amen. You will never accomplish what God desires to accomplish through your life. Being out of focus. Amen. When you lose power, you lose focus. That's what is happening. Amen. When you lose power, you lose focus. Think about Lot. Lot lost focus. Amen. Peter calls him a righteous man. Peter says he went down in the, in the Sodom and Gomorrah and he vexed his soul daily with their unrighteous ways and unrighteous living. He lost focus of what he was supposed to be doing. Amen. Because of his surrounding and his atmosphere. Anytime you spend a lot of time in darkness, you're going to get out of focus. If all you do is sit at home and watch the Internet or watch television or play on your cell phone, play games, you're going to wind up losing focus And you're going to lose power and you're going to lose the anointing and the enemy is going to wreak havoc in your soul. That's what happened a lot. Instead of preaching the gospel, instead of being the man of righteousness and preaching, he let darkness surround him. And as a result, he lost focus. Why did it take, amen, Isaiah Amen. To be able for someone to die in order for him to be able to see Jesus. Notice what the scripture says in Isaiah 6, 1 through 5. In the year that King Uzziah died, Isaiah says, I saw the Lord sitting upon the throne high and lifted up and his train filled the temple. Above it stood the serpents. Each one had six wings. With twain he covered his face, with twain he covered his feet, and with twain he did fly. And one cried unto another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the post of the door moved at the voice of him that cried, and the house was filled with smoke. Then said I, Woe is me, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For mine eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Why did it take death before he was able to see the Lord? Because 
He's not was not in focus. Anytime you are around people that all they're doing is telling lies. All they're doing is taking the Lord's name in vain. All they're doing is gossiping about somebody else. All they're doing is speaking evil words. All they're doing is blaspheming God. All they're doing is cursing and swearing and degrading women and children and men. You're going to be out of focus. You're not going to be able to see the Lord high and lifted up and his train fills the glory. They can't see because their mind is being darkness by this world. Paul says, if this gospel be hid, it is hid to him that is lost and whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them that believe not, lest the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine to them. Amen. Why does it take negative things before people get back to praying? Why did it take this pandemic before people start quoting if my people, which are called by my name, would humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways? Then will I hear from heaven, forgive them of their sins, and heal the land. Why did it take a pandemic before people started quoting, he that dwell in the secret place of the Most High would abide under the shadows of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge, my fortress, my God, and whom I will trust. Surely He will deliver me from the snare of the fowler and from the Nelson pestilence. He will cover me with His feathers and under His wings. I will trust. His truth shall be my shield and my buckler. Why did it take a pandemic before people realize that the scripture says God is my refuge and God is my strength a very present help and trouble we will not fear though the earth be moved and though the mountain be carried and the midst of the sea though the waters there be trouble and though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof be still and know that I am God why did it take a pandemic before we got to the point that we heard the scripture say trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path. Why did it take a pandemic to get people back in the focus of what God had already said that he would do and for us to do? Hallelujah. Why did it take a pandemic? Amen. To get us back in focus. Hallelujah. He found himself, Isaiah says, was in the mix of a bunch of sinners. Hallelujah. I didn't even recognize it. He couldn't see what God was doing. Amen. I could see what God was doing all along. I knew. (laughs) Praise God. And the half has not been told. I trust in God, as the old folk says, no matter where I may be, upon the land, 
on the roaring sea, for come what may, from day to day, my heavenly Father watches over me. Hallelujah. He gives his angels charge upon me. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for corrections and instructions in righteousness that the man of God shall be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Amen. Anytime your mainstay is to hang out with people that are sinners, I come to tell you, your focus is going to be blurred and you're not going to be able to see clearly what God is doing. Hallelujah. Keep your mind stayed upon Him. Hallelujah. Don't get back in focus. Amen. We know the, the story after Jesus' death and burial. And that Sunday morning, Mark Mary went to the tomb. And as she got there, she saw that the tomb, you know, stone was rolled away. Amen. She ran back and she told Peter and John, Amen. That the Lord was not there and they ran and they looked and they seen the linen cloth and everything. But Mary, as they left, Mary stayed there. Amen. And then all of a sudden she turned around and the angel said to her, woman, who are you seeking? Why are you seeking a living among the dead? You know, he's not here. He's already told you he was going to rise. So why did you lose focus? Uh, and then all of a sudden, she heard from her back, a man says, Woman, what seekest thou? Whom are you seeking? And the Bible says she turned around because she thought he was the gardener. And she said to him, Sir, if you have bore him hence, you tell me where you laid him, and I'll come and take him away. And Jesus says, Mary. And she recognized his voice. Amen. And she says, Rabboni, which is to be master. Amen. She realized, you see, one of the problems with not being able to see things clearly is Mary was hurt. She had been hurt. It was her love of her life. Jesus was her, 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 her love. She loved them. They all loved him. Amen. She loved them. And as a result, it ripped their hearts apart that Jesus had been crucified. She had bitterness down in her heart uh, because uh, against the Romans and against the Sadducees and the Pharisees uh, because uh, they had took away and crucified and killed him. They had lied about him. Amen. And these are some things uh, that will get you out of focus uh, anytime you are bitter, anytime you've been abused, uh, anytime you've been hurt, uh, anytime you've been disappointed. It, uh, you will lose focus uh, on Christ. Uh, you will lose focus uh, on what is key and essential and the most important thing 
in our lives. She had lost focus until she heard Jesus' voice said, Mary, it brought her back in to focus. I've come to tell you this day, if you would just listen for his voice, Jesus says, my sheep know my voice, and I am known of them, and another they will not follow. Do you hear his voice today? Do you hear him speaking in a still, small voice? Get your mind stayed upon him so that you're not distracted from him. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. The Bible says in Luke 8, verse 5 through 15, Jesus talked about a sower. Amen. He said, a sower went out to sow his seed. And as he sowed, some fell by the wayside, and it was trodden down. And the fowls of the air devoured it. And some fell among rock. And as soon as it was sprung up, it withered away, because it liked moisture. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up with it and choked it. And others fell on good ground and sprang up and bear fruit a hundredfold. And when he had said these things, he cried, He that hath an ear, let him hear. Amen. Notice, he lists four types of soul, or four types of hearts, should I put it that way. And the disciples wanted to know what the parable meant. In other words, they said to Jesus, Lord, make it clear. Make it plain. Bring it into focus so that we understand what you're saying. Verse 5, Jesus goes on and said unto them, Unto you it is given to know the mystery of the kingdom of God. But to others in parables that see him, they may not see, and hear him, they may not understand. All Jesus did right there was quote Isaiah chapter 6, when he sent Isaiah forth. And Isaiah, when he says in Isaiah chapter 6, when Isaiah says, who should go for us? When the Lord says, who should go for us? Who shall I send? And Isaiah said, here am I, Lord, send me. And he says, go and tell these people, hear thee, but understand not. See thee, but perceive not. Make their hearts fat and their ears heavy and shut their eyes, lest they see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their heart and be converted. Amen. So Jesus says here in the parable is that seeing they might not see and hearing they may not understand. Now, the parable is this. The seed is the word of God. Those by the wayside are they that hear, then cometh the devil and taketh away the word out of their heart, lest they should be delivered, believe, and be saved. They on the rock are they, which when they hear, receive the word with joy, and these have no root, which for a while believe, and in times of temptation fall away. And that which fell among thorns are they, which when they have heard, go forth, and are choked with cares and riches and pleasures of this life, and bring no fruit to perfection. But that on the good ground are they which with an honest and good heart, having heard the word, keep it and bring forth fruit with patience. Notice the first three. Amen. The first heart was distracted. Amen. Anytime you get distracted, you're going to lose focus. 
That's what Satan wants to do. Amen. And that's why Daniel says in Daniel 7.25, He shall speak great words against the Most High and shall wear out the saints of the Most High. He wants to distract you. He wants to do everything, amen, to distract you from being able to see Jesus. Then the second soul, Jesus says, some fell on the rock. The rock, he says, are they that are tempted. Temptations are going to come from every ways of life. There's all kinds of temptations that are happening. But Paul tells you, know this, that with the temptation, he's made a way of escape. Amen. And then the third heart was the cares of this life, the pleasures and riches and work. Amen. You're getting out of focus. This is what chokes the word out of us. Distraction will choke it. Temptation will choke it. Cares of this life will choke the word out of you so that you cannot see what God is doing. But if you keep your heart right, if you keep your mind stayed upon Him, you'll bear fruit. Some 60, some 30, some a hundredfold. See, God wants us to stay focused on Him. Amen. And His word and to do what He says. Paul says in Colossians 3, if you've been risen with Christ, seek those things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your affections on things above and not on things of this earth. For you're dead and your life is hid with God and Christ. Paul goes on. He tells Timothy, amen, and 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 7, this know also that in the last days perilous times shall come for men shall be lovers of their own selves covetous, boasters proud, blasphemers disobedient to parents unthankful, unholy without natural affection truce breakers incontinence, false accusers Bears, the spouses of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minders, lovers of pleasure, more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof, from such turn away, for of this sort are they which creep into houses and lead captive, laden, silly women, ever learned, but never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Why? Because they're out of focus. These things are going to happen. This world is turned upside down. And you've got to stay focused. I come to tell you today, there's power and stand focused. Peter tells you, but the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night. Second Peter 3, 1. Amen. Amen. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night. And the which the heaven shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat, the earth and also, and the works that are therein shall be burned up, seeing then that all these things should be dissolved. What manner of person ought you to be in a holy conversation and godliness looking for? And hasten unto the coming of the day of God, wherein the heavens being on fire 
shall be dissolved, and the elements shall melt with fervent Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for a new heaven and a new earth, wherein dwelleth righteousness. Wherefore, beloved, seeing that you look for such things, be diligent that you may be found of him and peace without spot and without blameless. Keep your head in the game. Keep your mind stayed upon him. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good an acceptable and perfect will of God. You've got to stay focused. There's power in focus. Let me give you quickly four ways to stay focused. Number one, keep your prayer life fresh daily. Keep your prayer life fresh daily. Early will I seek him. Jesus says in Luke 18, 1, I wish that men would pray and not faint. You won't lose focus if you keep your prayer life fresh and keep your prayer life daily upon the Lord. Paul told Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1 through 5, Paul says to Timothy, I exalt first and foremost that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings, and those that are in authority, that we might lead a quiet and peaceful life with all godliness and holiness. Amen. We have got to keep our prayer life fresh. He told the church at Thessalonica and First Thessalonians 5, 17, pray without ceasing. And everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Amen. You've got to stay focused in your prayer life. Daniel prayed three times every day. That's why I brought that to you here, amen, to this church. I'm trying to tell us we need to pray three times every day doing this thing to keep our mind focused on God. Amen. Because the reason people backslide and quit is they quit praying. Amen. You've got to keep your prayer life fresh. Daily, the psalmist says, will I seek him. Daily will I come to him. Amen. Number two, you've got to take advantage of reading and study. Doing this time. You're locked in. You can't go nowhere. You might as well read the Word of God. Study the Word of God. Paul told Timothy again in 1 Timothy 4, 12 through 16. He said, Let no man despise thy youth, but be thou an example of the believer in word, in conversation, in charity, in spirit, in faith, and in purity. Amen. Neglect not the gift until I come. Notice what he said. Give attendance to the reading, to exhortation. And to doctrine, verse 16. Amen. Notice verse 16. Hallelujah. He says, take heed to yourself 
and unto the doctrine. Continue in them, for in so doing, you'll save yourself and everybody else to hear it. Take advantage. Amen. There's a lot of people preaching online. You know, there, there's good apostolic preaching out there. There's good apostolic teaching out there. Seize the initiative. Amen. Get in the Word of God. Do yourself a character study. Amen. Get some of your favorite characters. Memorize some scriptures. Amen. Get yourself focused on the things of God. Praise God. Number three, aim at something. <laughs> oh, saying, if you don't aim for something, you're sure to hit it. Amen. You aim at nothing, you're going to hit nothing. What is your goals? What do you want to be in life? Aim at something. Paul says, oh, that I might know him in Philippians 3.10. And the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering being conformable unto his death, that by any means I may obtain, amen, unto the resurrection of the dead. He says, brethren, I count myself not to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, I forget those things which are behind, and I reach forth to those things which are before. I press towards the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Amen. Aim for something. Aim for heaven. If you don't aim to go to heaven, you ain't going to go to heaven. Amen. You have to aim for something. Set your affections on things above. Amen. A reachable goal. You can reach heaven. Amen. Number four, be honest. Be honest. Don't be afraid to change directions. You might be going one way, and all of a sudden you realize, I'm on the wrong path. Be honest with yourself and change direction. Jesus says in John 15, 8, Here in my Father glorified that you bear much fruit, so shall you be my disciples. Don't be afraid to change directions in your life. You might have to let go of that career your own to get back over into your ministry. Amen. Where God has called you because your your life is turned upside down because you're not doing what God has called you to do from the beginning. Jeremiah says, I was not going to speak in his name no more. But his word was in my heart like fire shut up in my bone. The Lord told Jeremiah, before you was ever born, I had ordained you to be a prophet to Israel. So a lot of people are out of focus because they're doing stuff they ain't supposed to be doing. But the old greenback, you know, you lost focus trying to get rich quick. Amen. The, the Bible lets you know that money takes wings like an eagle and fly away to heaven. You know, you work all your life, and then all of a sudden you turn around, and you're all wore out, you're all tired, you have dead, you know, because you ain't focused. God may have something else for you to do. Praise God. Could it be that you're involved in so many things that really don't matter? That's why your vision is blurred. That's why your ministry and calling is blurred. It's because you're involved in too many things. I mean, you have to keep your mind stayed on the things that are important to God. What is God's purpose for your life? Many times if you ask somebody, what do you want to be when you grow up? They don't have a clue because they're out of focus. 
we have to get back back in focus. Are they asleep? Or could it be they're just out of focus? You know, it's been said that Napoleon once looked at a map and he pointed to China. And he says, there lay a sleeping giant. If they ever wake up, they're going to be unstoppable. Think about it. That's why Satan wants to keep you distracted. That's why he wants to keep you asleep. That's why he wants you to come to church tired. That's why he wants you to come. Amen. Because, see, he already knows that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. He wants to wear you out so much that you cannot stay focused on the things of God. And you won't ever know what God has called you to do and what God has called you to become. Amen. And so he gets you out of focus. Amen. So that he can destroy you and you will not be able to make it to heaven. Jesus says, lift up your eyes and look on the harvest field for they're white or ready to harvest. Amen. We've got to wake up. See, the enemy knows if you ever wake up, amen, you're going to be unstoppable. He knows that if you ever wake up, amen, to the kingdoms and the things of God, you're going to be a force to reckon with. And that's why he don't want you to get back into focus. Paul says in Romans 1, he said, The invisible things of God from the creation are clearly seen. His eternal, amen, life and Godhead so that they're without excuse. His eternal power and his Godhead so that they're without excuse. Why can't people see that Jesus is God? Why can't they see it? Because they're out of focus. See, you got to be in focus to see what Jesus and who he is and what he's talking about and where he's coming from. Paul says the creation declares the Godhead. That's what David would write in Psalms 19. The heavens declare the glory of the Lord. Firmament show for his handiworks. Day unto day, they utter speech, and night unto night, they show forth knowledge. There is no speech nor language that their voices is not heard. The lines has gone into the end of the earth, and the world, and into the end of the world. And, and in them have he set a tabernacle for the sun, who's going forth as a bridegroom cometh out of his chamber, and rejoices as a strong man to run a race. He's going forth unto the end of the heavens and the circuit unto the end. There's nothing hid from the heat of it. See? David would even write in Psalms 24, amen, the same thing. Uh, Earth is the Lord's in the fullness thereabove, the world, and they that dwell therein, for it is founded upon the floods and established upon the seas. You know, what you see, you know, is created by God from the beginning. See, so that's what Paul is saying. You can look out here and see the creation. You can see God in operation in everything. That that is around us. So what does Paul say? Why come this knowledge is not in everybody? You know, why is this knowledge of Jesus Christ, who he is, the death, the burial, and the resurrection, why is it not in everybody? Amen. 
Paul writing to the church at Corinth in the 8th chapter 6 and 7, he says, but unto us, he said, there's one God, Father, of whom of all things, and we in him, and one Lord Jesus Christ, by whom of all things, and we by him. Howbeit, there's not this, not every man this knowledge, that there's only one God, and it's Jesus. He told Timothy, and without controversy, he says, Timothy, if I delay, I want you to know how to act in the house of God. And he says, and without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifested in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, and received back up in the glory. See? Everybody should understand, but if you're out of focus, you're never going to see it. It's not hitting. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He has not hidden himself. Amen. When Philip says, show us the Father, and it suffice me, he says, have I been so long with you? You don't know who I am, Philip. He that has seen me. I've seen the Father. How sayest thou, show me the Father? Believe me not that the Father is in me and I in him, but believe me for the work's sake. In other words, get focus. you got to get focus. Amen. That's why Acts 2.38, there's neither salvation in any other. Acts 4.12, but there's none of the name in the heaven given unto men, whereby we must be saved. Amen. Why don't everybody see that? Why Why don't they understand Acts 2.38? Then Peter said to them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Why don't people see that? Why don't they see that? It's because they're out of focus. They look at Matthew 28, and they stay there. They're not looking further. Precept must be upon precept. Line. Upon line, here little, there little. Amen. You've got to stay focused on the things of God. The gospel is the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. That's why Acts 2.38 says, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, because Acts 2.38 is the fulfillment of John 3, 3 through 5, where Jesus told Nicodemus, you've got to be born again of the water and the Spirit. Amen. You, people are not focused. Listen. Listen to me. If baptism in the name of Jesus Christ was not important, The scripture in Acts 19, verse 1 through 6, would have never been put in the Bible. Watch this. Watch this. Second Corinthians, I mean, Second Timothy 3, 16 and 17 tell us that all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, and instructions in righteousness that the man of God shall be perfect, thoroughly furnished to all good works. Peter, writing in his epistle in Second Peter chapter 1, verse 20 and 21, says it this way. This know also, 
that no prophecy of the scripture is of any private interpretation. But holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. Amen. See, so the word of God. See, if God did not want you to see the importance of being baptized in his name, he'd have never put Acts 19 in his word. Now, notice what it says in Acts 19, verse 1 through verse 6. Amen. And it came to pass that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul, having passed through the upper coast of Ephesus and finding certain disciples, and he said unto them, Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believe? And they said unto him, We have not so much as heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. He said unto them, Unto what then were you baptized? And they said unto him, Unto John's baptism. They've already been baptized one time. Then said Paul, John verily baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying unto the people that they should believe on him which shall come after him, that is, on Jesus Christ or Christ Jesus. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul had laid hands upon them, the Holy Ghost came on them, and they spake with tongues, and they prophesied. If baptism in the name of Jesus Christ was not important, that scripture passage would have never been placed by God in his word. Because they had already been baptized once. Amen. So you see, they had to be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the remission of their sins. And I come to tell you today, my brothers and sisters, under the sound of my voice, uh, if you've never been baptized uh, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ by immersion, now is the goodest time as any. You need to be baptized in his name. Uh, because Acts 4.12 tell us that neither is there salvation in any other. For there is no other name under heaven given to men, whereby we must be saved. You've got to stay focused because there is power in focus. Oh, brothers and sisters, the more I seek him, the more I find him. I want to lay back against him and breathe this morning. What about you? Oh, God, I praise you. Right now, where you are at, amen. Right now, where you are at under the sound of my voice uh, this morning, uh, why don't you begin to call out to Jesus, uh, amen. Help, let him get you back in focus. Uh, let him make the adjustments in your life, uh, amen, that you need, amen, in your life uh, so that you can begin to see 
what God needs. Uh, amen. And what God is doing in your life. Amen. Let Him bring your ministry back in focus. Uh, maybe you have gotten out of focus in your, in your ministry. Amen. And you need to be back in focus. Maybe that calling that you had uh, to the missions field. Maybe that calling you had to be a minister, a leader, a pastor, whatever. Let me encourage you this morning. Get your focus back. Uh, amen. Whatever. Maybe you, get, you wanted to be a teacher. And, and maybe that's what you felt God was calling you to be. Was to be a school teacher, a doctor, a lawyer, or whatever. Amen. You want to be in God's will, my brothers and sisters. I'm not standing here telling you that every career that you do has got to be in the ministry. No, because he can use you in those areas to bring other people to the kingdom of God. You need to make sure that you're in focus what God is asking you to do. Because anytime you're out of focus, you're not going to have joy in your heart. You're not going to have joy in your life. You're going to find yourself like a, a hamster in a cage going round and around and around. You got to be focused. So seek it this morning. The more I seek you, the more I find you. The more I find you. The more I love you. Oh God, I love you, Jesus. I want to sit at your feet, drink from the cup in your hand, lay back against you and breathe, feel your heart beat. This love is so deep, it's more than I can stand. I'm melting your peace, it's overwhelming. I want to sit at your feet, drink from the cup in your hand, lay back against you and breathe, feel your heart beat. This love is so deep, it's more than I can stand. I'm melting your peace, it's overwhelming. Keep us stayed upon you, Lord, because there's power when we're focused. 
in you, Jesus. Bless your people, God. Let your wholeness flow down upon them like never before. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you this morning. I pray that you have felt good in the Lord this morning. Don't forget Wednesday night Bible study at 7 o'clock. Please join with us online. Amen. Hopefully we'll be able to get together again soon. Amen. We're still talking about compassion. Amen. We're having a great time in this study. So join us. Amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful day in Jesus' name. If you have questions about baptism, amen. You can give me a call, and I'll be more than happy, amen, to talk to you, amen, about it. Amen. God bless you.